This is the Other Side Sports Podcast with Joe and Anthony. Anthony, man, what a tough loss, bro. What a tough loss, man. Yeah, man, I kind of just went through a roller coaster of emotions there because there for a while I I thought we were going to get blown out, and then I thought we were going to come back and win that game. And then realization kind of set in at the end that, you know, playing number for quarterback number 12 over on that other side is the GOAT. So you give him the ball back with a minute and a half left in the game, up one, you know, you're probably not going to come out of that. Really the best thing you can hope is that the kicker misses a, a kick because Brady's going to get get him down in field goal range. So, yeah, man, kind of a gut-wrenching loss, but got a lot of good, got a lot of good positive things to talk about and obviously some negatives as well. Yeah, man, yeah. Um Man, I tell you, man, I, I I, mean, Tom played a good game, but Dak was the better quarterback today. He just was, bro. And, 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 and I, I mean, in terms of what the Cowboys was asking Dak to do versus what I thought Tampa was asking Tom to do, I just, I just saw Dak is, to me, and I don't want to be overreacting here, I'm really emotional right now because – Man, I just I just thought we had that game, but I just felt like Dak was the better quarterback. I really, really felt that way. No disrespect to Tom. Tom is the GOAT, but I just felt like Dak – I mean, I think it's this kid's time, man. He was surgical out there, and uh, I, I, I look forward to this season. Yeah, man, so two things here. One, I'm going to – pick on you for a second and then two i'm going to give you praise all right and all then right i'll let you react on it so when it comes to to number four our quarterback so oh, yeah I, I couldn't one i could can't help but think how smart you are because you left the pod last week saying look man tampa's gonna win that game but dak is going to outplay brady head to head but it's just not gonna be enough and you were right i mean that's basically what we saw happen you know some holding penalties down in the stretch Really nothing of Dax doing that last drive. I mean, he was surgical getting the ball down the field. And I think if if they don't make those penalties, I really think Dak was going to score a touchdown that last drive and keep the ball away from Brady. If if nothing else, would have given Zerline a chance to kick it as time expired. So, one, I got to give you some praise on that. And then, two, I mean, I can't help but hearing you, you know, say that about Dak, I can't help but just think back at like three, four years ago, how we first connected. You know, I was – 2016 I was team Dak and you were kind of team Romo and it took you a few years to get sold on the guy you know I was kind of different I was sold right out of the gate for whatever reason that first preseason game against the Rams I just saw something special and I just I was sold instantly on him Um, and it took you a few years to come around so I just it's just crazy how this thing's gone full circle man. Yeah, no, you're you're right to give me you know bust my chops a little bit on that, but yeah, you know I did see the intangible part. Don't get me wrong, his intangibles have always been off the charts, but the tangible. I'm talking reading defenses, uh, throwing the ball accurately, uh, just manipulating the defense. Um, I felt like you know, I, and he was a young player, right? Because Tom didn't do that either. Bill protected Tom even during those first couple of Super Bowls. And just to see where this kid is at now, I mean, he had total command of that game, bro. And uh, I'll, I'll tell you what, man, I am so excited for for the season, but I'm really excited about next Sunday because he goes up against Herbert. 
and that's one of the up-and-comers in the league. And I just think that uh, Herbert better be ready because I think Dak is ready to go to that next level, bro. So just proud of him and, and how he commanded the uh, the offense. And, man, so I see good things to come, man. But I do have question marks. And I... All right, man. So we kind of texted back and forth about this. We'll start with number 21. I – Personally, didn't feel Zeke played a bad game today. It looked to me like Zeke was not part of the game plan. And we both kind of said this during the pregame preview pod um, that, you know, with Zach Martin being out, with the Bucks having Vita Vea and um, the Dominican Sue, it just didn't really make a lot of sense to do a lot of pound up the gut for one, two yards. It just wasn't there. And to, to Kellen Moore's credit, I thought that he saw that it wasn't there early and just completely, you know, didn't even try it and went completely away with it and basically used that quick passing game as his, you know, kind of run. Um, so I saw a 21 to me that looked noticeably thinner, uh, even in pads, which, uh, you know, was a big uh, surprise to me. I thought he had a little bit of burst. There was twice in the game he took – they didn't have anything inside. He took the ball to the outside. Last year he was looked like he was running, you know, in cement. This year it looked like he had a little bit of burst to him. So I was impressed with uh, Zeke's game today. I know, you know, and at this point you're going to hit on the, the third down where he's trying to score and he, you know, doesn't make a play in the open field. But, you know, I really put the emphasis on Jarwin on that. He absolutely whiffed on that block. I mean, Jarwin is one-on-one with the guy. Got one guy to, to if he just touches him and he allows Zeke, Zeke's walking into the end zone and he completely whiffed on him. And, you know, that was the game, basically. Those points are what cost him the game. So I'll let you give your critique of Zeke, but I I was not overly critical of Zeke uh, coming out of this game. Okay, so I you made some very fair points. You really did. And we talked about how they should, you know, maybe not use him based on Zach not being there. I understand that. But here's the problem that I have. They really didn't use him. And yeah, he did have a couple of plays where he looked explosive. But for the most part, remember what I said, you can work your body out. You can lose all this weight. But Michael Irvin made the point was, I hope that him being in shape translates into the actual football. So I'm going to get, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put a, I'm going to, I'm going to put him in a hole pattern. You follow me? And I'm going to let him get through this first four games, the first quarter of the season. And then I'll come back and judge him. But from what I saw from my eye test, I just think that, yeah, he looks good. But I don't think it will be um, – I don't think it will help him football-wise in terms of – and I, I guess maybe I'm being – he'll never be what he was when he was those first three years, right? He'll never be that. But I just feel like – we're truly going to see the downside of him. And I think he'll be, you know, okay. But I, I just expected a little bit more. I thought they would have used him a little bit more in the passing game. And I just, for whatever reason, uh, more it seemed like more kind of schemed him out. And I was a little concerned about that. Only reason being because they had talked about using him in the passing game throughout camp. You follow me? And said how he was just – beating the linebackers, beating, you know, beating the uh, safeties in the corners. And all of a sudden that, that part of the game, and I get it, Tampa is at a whole nother level, but I, I thought once they lost, you know, they were already without Whitehead. And then once they lost the other guy, 
I thought that would open up some opportunities. But just like I said, I'll put it in a whole pattern. Maybe I'm being a little too hard on them right now, but I'll just put that in a whole pattern. Is that fair? Yeah, that's fair. Um, so, all right. So let's evaluate a few guys on offense here, and then we'll switch to the defense. So I really want to key in on four guys and then just do an overall on uh, how we think Kellen Moore called this game tonight. So first, let's start with our big boys inside. So I'm going to key on two guys that I thought played fantastic. Uh, one of this is going to be another kind of call you out type of thing. Mm-hmm, um, sure. I thought 77 played amazing tonight. Uh, I know he had a hold penalty that I didn't think was holding, to be honest with you. But considering they left Ty out on an island last night or pretty much the entire game, I thought he played great. And throughout, the, especially the first three quarters, Dak was clean throughout. None of the pass rush was coming, especially to his outside. So I know you've kind of been critical of Ty. Uh, calling him washed a little bit with his body breaking down. I thought he came back, you know, missed a whole year last year. I thought he looked like, you know, the premier left tackle that we've known and loved out of him for the last, you know, decade. So thought he played great. And then I'm convinced inside uh, we have to go Connor McGovern over uh, Connor Williams. I just, I just think McGovern's better, man. He's stronger. They call him the mall, the well, the Penn State mauler or whatever they said. I mean, he's just bigger. He's more physical and he's stronger. Connor Williams just isn't that guy. So when Zach Martin comes back, I believe Zach uh, Martin will be back next week with the extended, you know, time off since this was a Thursday night. He should be a go for the Chargers game. I would fully anticipate Connor McGovern getting that start at the right guard position with uh, with Martin there going in left or vice versa, whatever. McGovern's more comfortable with because Zach's played both. But, yeah, man, I, I think McGovern's got to get the go. But I definitely want your uh, your evaluation on 77 as as well as Connor McGovern. Yeah, 77 played a great game. Yeah, he played a great game based on all the parameters you laid out. Yeah, he did have that. I, I felt it was a legit call. I just, you know, I just never used to 77 in the past getting those types of calls. But, hey, he played a great game, man. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to – I'm gonna eat. I'm gonna eat a little bit of curl on that one. I agree 100% with you on McGovern. He looks very good. I think uh, Williams is just you know he's a backup player, man. You know he's a backup player. He's not strong enough. I, he did put on weight, but he's just not strong enough based on how uh, Veda just dominated him. And um, I like our center. I thought he played well. Lael played a great game too. So yeah, I'm I'm happy. Once we get Zach back, I think we'll be in business, man. Yeah, and remember, you know, most of those linemen did not play last year. Neither of those tackles played a snap. So that definitely made a big difference in there today. Um, I mean, Dak had plenty of time to scan and do what he needed to do. All right, when it comes to the skill position, I got two guys that are kind of a good, kind of a good, bad thing here. Uh, I got to tip my cap to Amari Cooper. I've been overly critical of Amari, especially on the road for how he's performed. I thought Amari played amazing tonight i mean he was in and out of his breaks he was engaged he was just doing his thing the thing i really loved about amari is when he scored the first touchdown it was a great you know back shoulder toe tap touchdown and he just flips the ball to the ref like yeah man this is what i do it's no big deal i just i love the way he goes about and carries himself and i thought you know amari gets crushed for not showing up these road games well he killed it tonight he had over 10 catches I think somewhere around 130 yards and a couple of touchdowns. Uh, on the flip side of that, C.D. Lamb, 
had a very hot and cold night. We saw the explosiveness of him at times where he was making big plays. And, you know, in the open field, he is just a handful. You saw late in the game where he kind of made that shift on that curl route and just, I mean, he left that defender completely on skates and, and he was by him. But at the same time, the drops really killed CD tonight. And early in the game, he had a couple drops. One was a, a short pass, but I thought he should have caught it. I mean, it hit him in the chest, even though he was sliding. The second one hit him right in the hands. And on the big interception, that was really the that was really the the turning point of the game was that pick. I mean, D- Dallas was down two. They had the ball. They had momentum. And CD's got to catch that ball, man. That's a thirty yard gain up at midfield. I know it's a tough catch. He's going over the middle and it's contested, but. Dak put that ball right on the money. I mean, you talk about, you know, accuracy. That ball literally hit CD right between both of his palms. And, you know, he's got to come down with that. So I definitely got to tip my hat to Amari. And then uh, CD, very up and down game. I, I But I expect a, a bounce back uh, game next week from CD and ultimately a bounce back year. I still think he's going to have a good year. Yeah, I totally agree with that assessment, man. You laid it out perfectly, and I'm going to – I'm just going to co-sign on what you said there. Um, Blake Jarwin, I'm, I'm tired of seeing Jarwin already. Schultz, is, Schultz deserves all the snaps, man. I'm sorry. I just can't deal with Jarwin. Seriously. I'm, I'm done with Jarwin, man. Yeah, Jarwin's just not a blocking tight end. And, you know, he's, to me, even – yeah, they, they love Schultz's or uh, Jarwin's athleticism, but I think Schultz is just as athletic as Jarwin is, man. So, yeah. So me and you are team. We're team Schultzy right here, like yep. just since last year. Um, so now flip it over to the D. I'm going to ask you about a couple guys uh, here that I have my eye on on D. So let's start on defensive line. Uh, two guys that I was kind of watching throughout the game, Randy Gregory, Demarcus Lawrence. Give me your assessment there. So I thought Randy Gregory played a solid game. I, w- I wanted to see a little bit more pressure, but I think he was being double teamed a lot. Um, Demarcus Lawrence, uh, even though he did have the one turnover, I'm just not impressed. He's washed, bro. I'm sorry. He's washed. And uh, and and so, yeah, the, but but Randy was solid. I think he was being double teamed. You got to kind of look at, you know, some of the, the, the uh, you know, when some of that tape comes out, we'll see. But I'm pretty sure Randy was double teamed. Um, you know, more than, more than often, you know, but Lawrence, I thought Lawrence, yeah, he played a decent game, but for what we're paying him, man, I just kind of, he, he, he was kind of, you know, we, we had, we had text back and forth. I mean, we didn't even know if he was playing in the first half, you know what I'm saying? So that's, that's concerning, man. Based on, you know, you know, he's one of those guys that has all the mouth, runs his mouth, things of that nature. And uh, so, yeah, that that's my assessment on those guys. Yeah, agree with you. Uh, I thought Gregory got a lot of pressure. He just wasn't able to get home tonight. Uh, right, but I right. thought uh, there was several times where, you know, when Brady was inaccurate, which wasn't very often, it seemed to be the 94 was breathing down his neck and was what caused the inaccuracy. Um, on the flip, so, so I thought Gregory played a very good game tonight. Um, I really think he's going to be good down the stretch. Uh, also, throw in Dorrance. I thought Dorrance Armstrong played nice. I mean, yes. I don't know how Brady didn't fumble that ball when he crushed his arm there. I mean, that's just the goat. That should have been a, a sack fumble. But, you know, Dorrance was getting pressure too. On the flip side with Lawrence, I know that was a really good play that Lawrence made to punch that ball out. I'll give you that. That was yeah. one really good play. However, 
he did not play well tonight. I mean, I literally I texted you in the first half. I'm like, do we see ninety on the field, or is he is he still you know back in you know Frisco or what? What's what's the deal? Like, is he where's he at? So I'm just I'm so done with Demarcus Lawrence, man. He's him and Jalen to me are like the epitome of that historically bad defense that was on the field last year. And I just want to completely move away from that thing. And that's why I like Gregory being there. I liked all these new interior linemen. I saw a lot of new guys who, you know, are new to the team. Uh, 95 Urban, uh, you had uh, Watkins there, Carlos Watkins, a lot of big guys there that were played pretty well, I thought. I thought the big guys without Neville Gallimore did a pretty nice job of stopping the run. Um, but, man, I'm just – I'm done with D-Law. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man, absolutely. So let, let's let's get to it. Give me a Yeah, man, that's the next guy we got to go. So I'd give Micah like a C for tonight. I thought he made a couple of plays overall. And and I don't know if you saw Demarcus Ware talking to Micah uh, on Hard Knocks this week, but he was saying like, you know, D-Ware D- D- came in and had a one-on-one with Parsons and they're pretty tight. And he was telling him like, man, this is the goat you're playing against. He's going to confuse you so bad at times you're not going to go what to do. And that's what it looked like to me. There were times where Micah was just lost out there. So, I mean, you could see the athletic athleticism. There was a few times where he comes sprinting in and, and he just looks fast than everybody else but a lot of times today he just looked out of place and just looked confused but you know for a guy in his first NFL game and going against Tom Brady Tom Brady's look made a lot of a lot of linebackers especially rookies look confused over the years so I'm going to give him a little bit of a pass but I'd say it was just an average performance a, a C grade on the game yeah I agree um looked like he hit the rookie wall in the in the uh, second half, yeah, you're right. There's a couple times I saw him where he was just—he didn't know where to go. He just stood there like a statue, and and so it's kind of his welcome to the NFL moment. I think um, I think he'll continue to get better and better and better. Um, so yeah, that, that I'm not going to be too hard on the kid. You're right, and he didn't play football last year at Penn State anyway. So yeah, I, I, I would say C minus. And, and, you know, once again, give him to the quarter of the season, figure it out, and I think he'll be fine. I, I think he'll be able to take off from there. Jalen Smith, just don't ever put Jalen back on the field again. It's an embarrassment, man, you know? It, well, as bad as we think Micah played the night, you know, not to our expectations, did you notice that when they were doing that linebacker rotation type of thing, when Neil and uh, Micah was in the game, it just seemed like the defense was just better overall yes. than when when LVE and uh, Jalen was in the game. It Most just of those like, guys I don't know what it was. It's not yeah. like Micah and Neil were out there making a bunch of plays. The right. D just seems better when they're in there. I don't know. That's what it right. seemed like to me. Right. The uh, LVE and, and, and Smith are washed, man. They, th- those guys, they're part of that D-law. LVE and and uh Smith. Those guys are part of that historically bad, terrible defense. And uh I I, I just I just don't want to see those guys on the field. I get it. You got numbers, you gotta rotate bodies. It's the first game of the year, but man, those guys are just they're just bad tone setters to me, you know? 
Yeah, I agree. And then before we get to these corners, because I don't have a whole lot of good to say about either of our starting corners. Well, I'll take that back. I got some good to say about one of the three starting corners. Um, Talk about our safeties real quick. Um, So I thought Donovan Wilson, I didn't really hear his name mentioned too much. So I'm going to assume that's a good thing. I didn't really see him get stuffed or anything like that, you know, or getting beat and running behind the play. So that was nice. Um, that uh, Kazai, man, I know he he was he made a you know he, he played okay, but man, that was a really nice play he made on Godwin at the end of the game. I mean, if he doesn't make that play, the game's not even close because Godwin's going to score, and then we got it in garbage time basically with six minutes left. So I, I love how these new guys they brought in uh, Kazai. Uh, cause I'm not exactly sure how you pronounce it. Uh, and then, you know, we'll talk about digs here shortly. I just like how these guys get after the football. And I think that's something that Dallas really missed under, you know, that old regime of defensive coordinators, you know, with, with last year and, and, and even previously to that, even with kind of Chris Richard and Rob Marinelli, it was very conservative D this D gets after the football. So I thought the safety play was okay, play K, but make no mistake about it. When Malik Hooker is in shape and ready to go, I'm expecting maybe two more weeks. He's going to be out on the field starting at safety, man, and they need him badly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The thing that I love about it is we're plus three in turnover ratio, which is a good – I mean, to have four turnovers and turnover ourselves, being plus three at game one, I that's 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 huge for a team, man. So I'm, I'm very excited about that. Yeah, you're – was quiet back there so he didn't get beat deep or anything like that so I, I, I do like that um, Lewis and Anthony Brown those guys I, I see the concern that brought us in those guys had those guys they're they're average players man I mean for, for they're, they're average we've got to tighten up that back end I think if we want to make like I would say a deep playoff run somehow but like you say Hooker and those guys I think getting them in there will help us out. I just think Brown and 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 Lewis and those guys—they're dealing with PTSD. You know what I'm saying? Those guys have been—they're—they're they're another, you know, two thirds of that historically bad defense. You know what I'm saying? So try to limit those guys as much as possible once we bring the new guys on, and I think we'll be okay there. But uh, yeah, that's basically how I feel. And Diggs—I thought Diggs played a—he's a solid game. Um. So I think he'll continue to improve. The thing about it is he's a competitor. He's not scared. So I'm, 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 I'm you know, I, 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 just like I said, he'll be one of those uh, first quarter guys that we keep an eye on as well. Yeah. So kind of my assessment here. Um, so this is kind of what I got here. Um, Anthony Brown he should probably be stocking the shelves at your local grocery store because he is terrible. He's just terrible. I mean, he gets beat. He he was supposed to be this four, three guy coming out of college and I've just never seen it. I mean, maybe he runs it in a track suit, but in pads, he doesn't play that fast. Right. Not that physical when it comes to the run game and he just doesn't play the ball. I mean, I, I very rarely can count Anthony Brown interceptions or, or fumble recoveries or anything over the last several years. He's just not a playmaker. So Anthony Brown, I'm totally done with. I would completely get him out of my rotation if I'm, you know, Dan Quinn. Um, what's uh, who's who are we? Uh, man, a little guy. I got a brain. Uh, Jordan like, Lewis. Jordan Lewis. Yeah, J. Lou. So. Jay Lou, I'll keep him on my team, right? He shouldn't be at your 
grocery store stocking shelves, but he should probably be like a three or four corner, to be honest. Uh, the thing I like about Lewis and this uh, manifested itself today, for whatever reason, when the football is on the ground or it comes, you know, it comes his way, he just has a knack for the football. He always has, you know, even when his snaps were, were you know, really low a few years ago, he would come in and, and would get an interception or we get the fumble recovery. And that showed up today. I mean, the, the, the fumble recovery in the end zone on the Kazi hit on God late in the game, Jordan Lewis is there to pick it up. Uh, Coverage wise, Jordan Lewis wasn't that great. Like I say, man, he's a three guy, but obviously this Bucks team has weapons everywhere. So, you know, a, a normal your normal slot receiver is not going to be Antonio Brown. So I would get him into that three area. Uh, Diggs is a really kind of like Lewis. Diggs is a ball hawk too, man. We saw the interception today that, that he had on the screen pass that went off four nets, you know, uh, fingers there. That was a tough catch to make, and, and he made it. And we saw that time and time again last. Last year, Diggs was the guy that was making those plays. So I like Diggs, but I like him as kind of a number two. I still think the Cowboys are missing that number one corner. They just don't have it. I hope they have it on this roster, maybe with Wright, maybe Kelvin Joseph. Maybe they're going to catch light in the bottle with one of these guys. But if not, if they really want to get to the next direction, the next level, they really need to go out and maybe here at the trade deadline get them a lockdown corner. I don't care. If it's a number one pick, they got to give up. I don't care what it is, but they need a, a, a number one corner on this team, and I don't think they have that on the roster right now. Absolutely, man, absolutely. And I hate to say it, but we need kickers in uh, Frisco, Texas, as early as tomorrow morning. We we can't – that Greg the leg or whatever you want to call that guy, no, sorry, no. Man, I'm going to be honest with you. And this is – I'm going to put the blame on one guy, but this has been the Cowboys' issue maybe for like five years. But our special teams was terrible tonight. It was, and it's always terrible. Like Greg DeLeg missing kicks. Then they got several nice kick returns where Tampa was able to get the ball, you know, yep. in pretty good field position. We suck at kick coverage. And yep. we've been like that for several years. So I'm going to put the, the, the ownership Bones. of that on – on or the onus on Bones Fossil. Yeah. But even before he got here, we weren't that good at it. I mean, we've been a pretty piss poor special teams team for several seasons now. And it, it just drives me freaking nuts, man. Yeah. It really drives me crazy. It, you know, when when the Bucks are, you know, you're getting a, giving Brady the ball at the 40, 45 yard line. You know, you're you're not return the kick punt returns aren't aren't good. You're getting these callbacks on kick returns. You're getting, you know, the illegal block in the back like we had the night. It just drove me freaking crazy. So we need to get a new kicker in there and really th- this whole special teams needs revamped because it's it's just not good. And then last quick point on Jordan Lewis uh, that I didn't bring up, man. He could have ran that interception at the end of the half back all the way. Like, looking at that play, I'm really interested to see a breakdown of that play. But I'm pretty sure he only had two offensive linemen in front of him and Brady. That was it. The only ones left. And he had blockers there. So, I mean, you mean to tell me Jordan Lewis, who returns returned kicks back at Michigan – you know, in college, could run that thing back with two offensive line and a 43-year-old Tom Brady in front of him. That was just – that was crazy, man. And if he scores there and gets a touchdown to end the half, that momentum swing is huge. So, he made a nice play in the end zone to get the pick. But, man, he's got to run that thing back. Yeah, his football IQ is is suspect at best. Even when he picked up the fumble, 
dude, just sit on the ball at the 20, you know, yep. and, and, and sit on the ball in the end zone so we can get it at the 20. I mean, just his football IQ is just terrible, you know. So, man, I so listen, I, I just feel that it was a solid game. We should have won that game. I'm not going to – nobody's going to convince me otherwise. And uh, we, we let one get away, man. The good thing is it's not in the division. It's game one of 17, right? On the road. On the road, so we got 16 more to go. We competed our guts out. I felt like the coaching staff put us, you know, in the best position possible. I don't think the coaching staff lost it for us. And I'm just going to go out on the record right now. I think that we do not let Kellen Moore get out of our building, bro. I think he has the makings of being a head coach. I really do. I love his command on the sideline. He looked sharp. He looked aggressive. Um, I, I, I just, you know, clean national TV. He didn't look like a brute with a beard. And you know what I'm saying? So I, you don't let that guy get out of your building. Yeah, I agree. I thought Kellen called a really, really good game today. Um, overall, um, I do want one more point to you. Uh, then sure. I'm going to kick one more back to you. Uh, but overall, I feel good about this game. We lost the game on the road against probably the best team in the NFC. Yep. Um, so, you know, it is what it is. Uh, I'm, I came into this game wondering about Dak's health. I have no questions anymore. Dak Me looked either. fantastic. His arm looked great. He had a lot of velocity on his passes. So, you know, overall, I feel pretty good coming out of this game. And Dallas came out of this game fairly clean. I didn't really, other than, I guess, Gallup, Gallup maybe between right. that ankle. Yeah. Um, not sure. It didn't look, I mean, he was standing up. I don't see his fracture or anything like that. Maybe just right. rolled it or sprained it or something. But with the extra rest, I would assume he'd probably be back in 10 days. So I feel pretty good coming out of this football game. Um, so, so yeah, I think we're the best team in the NFC. And I think if they play like they did tonight, they're going to win a lot of football games this year. Um, but the one point that I – one thing I wanted to kick to you, um, let's give a quick evaluation before we get off here on the head coach. I know you said the brute – you know, Khaled's not a brute with a big beard. I know that's a little shade at Mike McCarthy. But I thought McCarthy had the team ready to play tonight. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, I'm, 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 I'm big. You know me. One of the things I am, I'm big into looking the part. You know, yes. And I, I just, just like I said, yeah, he did have the guys ready to play. I, I gotta say that. But just like I said, just the command that Kellen showed, just the command he showed when he was on the sidelines with those players and everything. I just like that. And when you start hearing guys like Collinsworth and those guys start saying this guy is gonna be a head coach. You cannot let this guy get out of the building. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, um, I, I just want to give McCarthy the credit for, you know, it's very easy in these situations. Thursday night, first game, you're on the road, the team, Super Bowl champion, they just hung a banner in the stadium, and you got the GOAT on the other side. It's very easy to not have the team ready to play and to come out and just get stormed. And next thing you know, you're, you look up at the scoreboard, you're down 21, nothing at the end of the first quarter. So I thought they came out ready to play. They had a three and out right out of the gate against Brady and then took the ball and drove all the way down, you know, down the field and ended up, I think, missing a field goal or having a punt. But it was just the way they came out was just – it came out with nice rhythm and they came out ready to play. At times, I thought, under Jason Garrett, 
we came out totally not ready to play, especially in big games like this. This is a Garrett game where we would have came out and we would have been down 14 enough that we'd have been trying to play catch up the entire game. So, I, you know, as much as Mike gets criticized by Cowboy Nation and, and us, frankly, and some of it is warranted, I thought he had the team ready to play tonight. And I thought he, you know, I thought he did all right tonight. I thought he looked good. And I'm kind of, I'm excited for, you know, what he can do with this team down the stretch here. Yeah, absolutely. These first four games are going to be very critical. I, from what I saw, Anthony, in, 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 you know, looking at the schedule, if we're not three and one coming out of these first four games, I'm going to be highly disappointed, man. Yeah, I was looking at the schedule. Uh, earlier, and I still think that that Tampa game, or not the Tampa game, the uh, that Chargers game next week is going to be tough. Um, you know, I don't think the Chargers, I think the Chargers are a good team, and that game's on the road as well, but what I was looking at really is when they come back from that Chargers game, you know, they got Philly at home, the Panthers at home, the Giants at home, then they go to New England, and then they got, they go to Minnesota, Broncos at home, Falcons at home. You know, that's a lot of winnable football games right there. So yes. even even if they're, you know, they don't – if they go – to be honest, if they start 0-2 and they lose to the Chargers next week, I'm still not going to be ready to throw the towel in because I believe they've got winnable games coming up. And I think that at L.A. game is a tough game. So I think the NFL gave us two tough ones to start, and then it kind of softens up down the stretch. So – yeah, I, I, I like, you know, obviously it would have been nice to grab tonight. You get tonight's win, and now all of a sudden you're on cloud nine going down to the schedule. But, you know, it didn't happen, so they, they got to learn how to finish, and, and that's the bottom line. The defense, you know, somebody tweeted something today that, that I think it might have been Will Cain. Um, you, in one offseason, you're not going to go from a historically bad defense to be able to stop Brady with a minute 24 and a one-point lead. It's just not going to happen. So, right. And he's right. It's just that simple. So, all in all, though, I thought they played their tails off, and they were competing. I mean, they had hands on the ball the last drive. They were getting after it. And, and we didn't even mention, you know, probably – offensive pass interference on that last Godwin or was it Godwin that caught that back shoulder fade? Yeah. To me, it looked like blatant OPI. It brought me flashbacks to Gallup last year. If you remember, they called Gallup for OPI against the Rams on opening day last year. Yeah. It was way less. Gallup did much less than what Godwin did tonight. And for them to not call that, I thought was a little, you know, it was a little shady. They make that call and it said it's a 10 yard penalty. The Bucks are back to like their own 40 yard line. Who knows what happens from there? But like I say, I'm not going to blame the refs tonight. It's, you know, it is what it is. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Well, look, this was a great recap. I think we both feel the same about our team. I think we feel excited. We're ready to go. I got one question for you. Are you going to watch any of the shows tomorrow? I am not watching anything, even though I feel good about it. All right. Uh, Stephen A is going to be his normal Cowboys blow it down the stretch, which is an asinine, you know, take right now, considering you lost to the goats. Okay. You know how many times Brady has done that to teams before he does it to everybody. So I'm not going to watch him. I can't stand him. Skip's on cloud nine right now. He, you know, loved the way the Cowboys played, but Man, I just can't take Skip anymore. He drives me crazy. So yeah, no shows yeah. tomorrow. Just gonna, I might, I might listen to Mike's press conference and that kind of stuff. I'm not really like pissed off after the loss. Right. Uh, this is a, this is probably the happiest you'll hear me after after a loss. If we lose to the Chargers next week, I won't be so happy doing a recap. I'll tell you that. 
Exactly, man. Exactly. But look, man, this has been great. It's been a great day. It's a great way to open the season as Cowboys fans, man, NFL fans too. And, um, you know, like we say always, man, we'll see each other back on the other side. All right, man. Have a great night, bro. You too.